can you feel it, buried so deep inside you that it feels both inaccessible and undeniable at the same time? You're reminded of it whenever those hot, unexpected tears come, or when stifling frustration erupts into anger. It's down there, lying in between the fault lines of your soul, waiting for that tremor that will shake you to the foundation. How does it feel when it stays inside of you? How does it feel when it finally comes out? The very best work we do is when we help the good stuff come out in ourselves, in each other. And we'll do this again and again and again. When we allow ourselves to peer into cracks and slivers where honesty can be found, we realize we are lost, even though we haven't left home. When we listen for the melody of our lives, it's drowned out by the endless drumbeat of a forced march, and we feel our exhaustion at a deep soul level. This is a very good moment containing a hidden gift. Most of us miss it because we are too afraid to leave the forced march. This moment of exhaustion is a beginning. This book is about not missing those moments. This book is about leaving the forced march. This book is about finding hidden beginnings and pursuing the endless adventure of becoming. In order to do that, we must first unpack a lie. Like most lies, it's so ingrained in us that it will feel ridiculous at first. So stay with me. Here's the lie. The forced march is worth it because the destination is your ideal life, which exists out there as a firm and fixed point, and you can find it if you just keep marching. When you believe in that particular lie, you are living as if instead of as is. As if you will be happy once you finally get there. As if you will be finished once you finally reach it. As if the destination doesn't change. As if the misery of the forced march will be contrasted by the exhilaration of reaching the destination. Your life is not firm and fixed, and you cannot find it by submitting to a forced march. You are not a noun. You are a verb. You are endlessly becoming. This book is about partnering with God in creating and becoming, using every bit of pain and promise that your actual life has included. All of the breakdowns and all of the breakthroughs are ingredients in the dynamic stew of becoming, which is bubbling within you even as you listen to these words. Yes, all the breakdowns too, because endings have a role to play if we are going to see and embrace beginnings. All those hopes that stayed secret and died silent, lonely deaths. All the soaring dreams that came true then crashed down around you, leaving you wounded and buried in the rubble. Breakdowns seem to be the necessary precursors to breakthroughs, though we shudder to admit it. This book is, for better or for worse, about selling the farm and setting out on the dangerous and transformational journey of becoming who you actually are in the world, something that usually happens in the middle of getting hopelessly lost or as a result of being pitted against an enemy who is far too strong for you. Beginnings are always lurking in the shadows, though we'd prefer them to be printed on billboards. Beginnings find us and change us, and they take us on journeys over which we have little control. The beginnings that change us contain much more mystery than mastery. This is not a book about being whatever you want to be. That's an indulgent pursuit, resulting in jockeying for position in a race that isn't yours. 
there is something deep inside of you so good that you're most likely suppressing it because you can't believe that bringing it to life might help to heal the world. You need to bring it out over and over again. My friend Alan is a rabbi who gathers with a few of us to study the scriptures because he believes we have something good in us that needs to come out. I can't describe the life that pulsates through the living room when we study, but I can describe him, this rabbi who has taught me so much about the beginning, about all beginnings, and about what is really good. His bright eyes sparkle with light. He slowly takes time to gaze at each person and then asks one of us to bless our study together. These blessings are short and sweet because he's like a six-year-old on Christmas morning who can't wait to open his presents. Once the blessing is done, he smiles and says, Let's go.